The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contest, including our NFL Win Titles Contest, with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. That's the promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. That's only available on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. Here's Casemiro, now Wambasaka. This is Bruno Fernandes. Anthony Balacho on the far side from him. Rashford takes it on. And the goalkeeper half committed. And then it was an explosion of pace from Rashford, who just takes it off Anthony. And to be fair to the goalkeeper, who does read it and gets out quickly. Fernandes finds Garnacho. Fernandez steers it around brilliantly, but Rashford couldn't keep the header down. Yeah, I think the linesman or assistant referee may have had his flag up, but that is pretty special from Bruno Fernandez. Shaw with the cross, Fernandez! Well, it beggars belief that he's missed the target. He can't believe it. Well, he was onside as well. I was watching his run. Here's a doggy. Son willing to take over and does. Pulling! So unlucky. Rattles the goal frame. And here's Saar pulling it across. Oh, and it's off the woodwork again. Oh, it's incredible. It's man. He's concentrating so hard. He hits across it. The power's there. Granada's beaten. And this is the second one, which is just a deflection. The one off Shaw. Here's Kulisewski. Pulled right across, deflected in, and Sarr What a moment for Pep Sarr, his first goal for Tottenham in just over two years at the club. And that really does feel like liftoff for the Postacoglu era. Here's Fernandez. United looking for a way back in and should have found it. Anthony strikes the post. But he had a chance. Anthony. We know what he likes to do. Set it out into that far corner. Fernandez with the kick. Casemiro! That's the first real save Vicario has had to make. And he was up to the job. Son, Madison, 
Beautiful ball out to Perisic. Davis! Oh, it's rolled in! What beautiful build-up yet again from Tottenham. It's champagne stuff on them in their opening home game of the new season. You are listening to Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Bet MUFC Twitter account at Bet MUFC. It's at Bet MUFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my other Twitter account. It is at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. That's an account where I post my spreadsheet every single month. It's always the pin tweet from the previous month. So far, we have accumulated 122 months in a row of transparent and tracked profit. We are on our way to month number 123. Rather digging through the account to look for old spreadsheets if you're trying to do your research, do your due diligence instead on the website where all of the spreadsheets are posted and they add up to 123 months of transparent track profit. That means I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting in a decade. Losing days, yes. Losing weeks, yes. But never a full losing month. And we don't do this by chasing losers with bigger plays. We have sensible bankroll management, and there's no five-unit, five-star plays, 10-star maxes, 20-unit whales, 25-unit play of the year. None of that garbage. All sensible bankroll management allowing everybody who has a disposable income to win in sports betting. And we have won for 123 months in a row. And we have that as, well, it will be 123 months in a row. And we have that as being transparent and tracked via the spreadsheets posted on lockbetting.com. So, Moving on with this episode of Bet MUFC, obviously losing to Tottenham is a massively disappointing result, whether it be home or away. Less disappointing away from home because obviously at the moment we are riding an incredible 30 match unbeaten run at Old Trafford, but this was still nonetheless disappointing. I was more disappointed by the performance against Wolves than I was in his performance against Tottenham. Because if you listen to the clip at the first at the top of the show, first of all, what you'll notice, what was most conspicuous by its absence, was the clear, clear penalty that Manchester United did not get. Now, people tweeting and saying nonsense like, oh, well, it evens out because Wolves didn't get one. No, it doesn't. Two wrongs don't make a right. And that wasn't necessarily wrong either because by the letter of the law... The Wolves incident is not a penalty because Unana's collision with the Wolves player did not interfere with his movement. He headed the ball and then was accidentally hit by Unana. Unana did not deliberately punch him and did not put him off from putting his header over the bar. He already missed that header and then the momentum of Unana carried him into the player. That happens all over the pitch. It's not a foul. But ultimately, the Man United vendetta will continue and people will say that that was a penalty and this is evened out. And they'll say that um, and they'll even leave that that penalty off the clip. The penalty, which was a key part of the game, was not included in the clip by Sky. What does that tell you? If anything, there's a vendetta against Manchester United. But what you also heard was chance after chance after chance for United. Rashford going clear 
uh, obviously with a great piece of acceleration in missing. What wasn't great was the free header that he missed. Bruno Fernandes with one of the misses of the season. Absolutely abysmal header, abysmal performance again by Bruno Fernandes. He was part of the problem, which was the midfield being overrun, which is what led to Spurs scoring their two goals. But still, United need to take those chances. Header from Ram, header from Casemiro. Anthony hits the post. Our lock, which was our first losing lock in 11, sorry, 12, because we were 11 and 0. So our first losing lock in 12 selections was the over two and a half goals. Listening to that bit of audio, it's absolutely unbelievable that we lost that play. What's also unbelievable is the fact that United supporters are now calling for the dismissal of Ten Hag, some of them, a minority are saying he's not the man for us. He's had the money. He's not the man for us. Others are saying that it's not his fault because he hasn't been given the money. Both of these arguments are wrong. Ten Hag has got the money. He has had decent backing from the Glazers, like them or not. But he also got us into third spot last season after a horrible season the season before and won a trophy and got into another cup final. So he got the money, he used it well. And after last season starting the way he turned it round, you have to give him time. You cannot be calling for Ten Hag's head based on what he'd done at Ajax, based on what he's done last season. As far as I'm concerned, already for me, Ten Hag is a proven commodity. The only thing that is the real issue will be the toxic toxicity that has existed in Man United for the last 10 years since Alex Ferguson left. And that will be the shadow of Fergie that seems to cast over all of the previous managers, the weight of expectation, the players and their attitude and them feeling like they're bigger than they are. Obviously, they're they're well received in Manchester, always a plethora of people waiting to autograph them, waiting for people to, uh, people waiting for them at the training ground. They're treated as A-plus list celebrities all over Manchester. And perhaps they feel that what they're doing, which is challenging for the top four, is good enough for Manchester United or might be good enough for what they've done previously. Perhaps Champions League qualification is good enough for them and good enough for the Glazers to continue to profit and steal money from the club. It isn't. This is a club that needs to be winning trophy. These mediocre mediocre achievements of the last decade are not enough for this club, as isn't as isn't the infrastructure of the club, the training ground and Old Trafford in general. But, but while we continue to have all of these things in place, these routines that Manchester United have, we've stuck to the same routine for, for years, where we, we train at this ground, we eat at the same time, we train for the same length of time, we go to the games at the same time, there's something at Man United called the Park Up, where the players arrive four hours before the game. All of these things have existed for a while. Perhaps it's time to break things up. Perhaps it's time to allocate to a different training ground. Perhaps it's time to spend some money on Old Trafford. Perhaps it's time to change the toxic culture that seems to exist at this club because otherwise nothing's going to improve at Manchester United. And it starts by not paying people these ridiculous wages. Manchester United have 10 of the top 20 highest paid players in the Premier League in their squad and five of the top 10. Marcus Rashford, Rafa Varane, Dayden Sancho, Casemiro, they are all in the top 10. They're all among the top 10 highest paid players in the Premier League 
off the back of the big fat contracts that Manchester United gave them. And I don't think that necessarily incentivizes them to do their best. It's not really a coincidence that we've seen Marcus Rashford not play as well since we've um, since we've seen him get a new contract. Now, obviously, the counter-argument to that is that Marcus Rashford likes to play from the left and likes to come in from the wing. And if the rumours are true that Rasmus Hoyland is potentially coming in this weekend, that will be a big help to Marcus Rashford, which means that he can play in his position. But if he does play in his position, then then the excuse merchants have to run out of excuses. There can be no excuses for Rashford if he's playing from the left. And this is a player who I loved last season, hated the season before. I I agree if anybody says that I hip-hop and skip around with my emotions and my feelings towards Marcus Rashford. That is completely true. But that's because this is a player that we want to get behind as soon as he does well. He's a real Manchester United player from Manchester. And that's something that's sorely lacking across this league. When you look at a team like Manchester City, who's from Manchester? What about them, says Manchester City? What about Arsenal, Tottenham and Chelsea, says London? Yeah, you have people from London coming down to support them. But what semblance of London is actually in their team? At least with Manchester United, we do have some real identity through someone like Marcus Rashford. We had it through Mason Greenwood, but obviously that has all gone wrong this week. That's something that I badly wanted to talk about. But with this big inquest with the Tottenham performance, there really isn't time. This was a horrible result And it's a horrible start to the season. We've also lost Luke Shaw and Mason Mount, although that to me isn't a huge loss. But I'm not going to jump the gun and say that this was a horrible performance that means that Manchester United are moving in the wrong direction and the rebuild is going to fail and Ten Hag needs to go. No, this was a better performance. We should have won this game. And if we'd been given a penalty, which was a blatant penalty, not like the Onana one, which was debatable, this was clear. His hand was away from his body and diverted the direction of the ball. It's a clear penalty. And perhaps Manchester United go on and win this game. And perhaps we have a 100% start. But the way the cookie crumbled, we got caught against the runner play on the break. And they ended up scoring because we have a midfield at the moment that is disjointed. And nobody knows where they're playing. Casemiro needs more protection. Casemiro is a notoriously slow starter. To come in with two eights and to leave... Casemiro as a six, it's obvious why people are turning around and saying Casemiro has lost it. Casemiro's going backwards. Well, no, if you actually watch football, which some of these idiots on social media don't, they don't actually watch any football. They just, and they haven't ever watched any football. They just piggyback off opinions. They actually get a lot of their updates from live score and they look at match reports and player ratings and opinions on Twitter from idiots. Uh, Casemiro never starts the season well. Casemiro came in to pre-season training overweight, but he's done it time and time again. But it hasn't harmed him in winning trophy after trophy, Champions League after Champions League with Real Madrid. So I'm not going to take a shit on Casemiro after two games where he's put out questionable performances. Perhaps the manager should have given him more protection. And perhaps you can do that at Wolves, where against Wolves at Old Trafford, where we have a phenomenal home record. But we probably can't do it against Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham, when we shouldn't have done. And we got overran in that position because we've got 
got two eights and nobody knows what the fuck Mason Mount is doing or where the fuck Mason Mount is supposed to be playing because he does nothing as an eight. He has absolutely no creativity, no assists, no crosses, no passing ability, um, isn't winning the ball back like he's supposed to. And quite frankly, it's a blessing that he's injured. And the fact that we paid so much money for this guy off the back of his worst season at Chelsea and him losing his England place seems to be the big, the one big, massive, huge criticism that I can have of Eric Ten Hag so far. I was critical of this signing initially, did some research, understood why he made it, but now I've seen him play. I don't want to see Mason Mount in the lineup, injured or not injured. I would not have wanted to see him starting this game against Nottingham Forest this weekend. So for me, um, I'm not bothered by that injury. Luke Shaw is a big miss for me. I think he is the best left back in the entire EPL. He's been consistent for the first two games as well. You can't really fault him for anything. And for him having a muscle injury and us not knowing when he's going to be back, that is a big loss uh, going from Shaw to Malassia. Malassia is a decent backup, but obviously you want Luke Shaw playing as many games as possible, especially for the defensive solidity that he provides over Malassia. But Malassia is solid. Going forward, we're not going to lose anything. And that's going to be the ethos this weekend. Getting a win and a comprehensive win over Nottingham Forest, which I think we're capable of doing. And suddenly six points out of nine to start the season doesn't look so bad. I originally projected projected us to get seven. But last season, I also did not project us to start with zero points from the first two games, which we did. So I'm not going to blow things out of proportion and I'm going to take a wait and see approach. But obviously, it's not ideal to be in this situation. And there are huge question marks over some of the players. Lissandro Martinez doesn't look like he's fully recovered from the injury. Um, Casemiro needs a little bit of help, at least at the start of the season. If we are going to play with two eights, we need someone who's actually box to box, not Mason Mount, who's been the worst player so far. Rashford looks out of sorts. He either needs to wake up or needs to be moved to his position. That puts pressure on Rasmus Hoyland coming in, who needs to hit the ground running. Anthony, I don't think has had a terrible start to the season. He's been heavily criticised as he always is. But he's been productive in both games and he's worked hard in both of those two games as well. So if you actually watch football and don't piggyback off the back of X or Twitter opinions, then I don't think Anthony has had a horrible start to the season. So we'll take a wait and see approach with Anthony as well. Obviously, there needs to be some more end product from him. And Bruno Fernandes, maybe he's suffering from the curse of the captain because believe it or not, even Harry Maguire was a competent player before he got the captain's armband and then he absolutely turned to shit in a Manchester United shirt. And so far, it's been two, three out of ten performances from Bruno Fernandes. And how the hell a professional player doesn't put that header in the back of the net against Spurs, I'll never know. But as I said, if these chances go in, we're doing a very, very different Man United podcast here on this show. Um, before we move on to listening to Eric Ten Hag, looking ahead to the Nottingham Forest game, let me quickly tell you guys about game time. I'm forever stressed out looking for tickets for match match days, uh, particularly with Man United. When Man United are playing a big side, say a Barcelona, a Man City or a Liverpool, I am not getting those tickets via my membership and I'm always having to pay over the odds. 
buying tickets to your favourite events shouldn't actually be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theatre near you. With killer deals on all last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'd actually have at the event. Although it would not be fun watching United play the way they've played the last two games. And it hasn't been. Uh, trust me, it hasn't been. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theatre and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find your tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create your account and use the promo code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create your account and redeem the code SGPN for a bonus $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let me also tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy and the promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R. Now we're going to move on to listening to Eric Ten Hag. As I'm recording this, the Nottingham Forest press conference hasn't been done. So we're actually going to listen to his thoughts of the game against Tottenham. I actually think that's more important because there's been a lot made of this game. We've done a full inquest here. We haven't even had time to delve into the Mason Greenwood situation, which is obviously important. We're going to do that in a bonus show in midweek as we look ahead to the Champions League draw. We're going to look ahead to the Champions League draw via an episode of BetMUFC. That's where we're going to look at the Champions League draw and that's where we're going to look at this Mason Greenwood situation as well. So for now, we're going to listen to Eric Ten Hag as he reflects on Man United's 2-0 loss away to Tottenham. Um, how do you explain that second half performance? Because the first half started quite well. I think uh, first half we played really well. And against a good Spurs side, I think we dominated the game in and out of possession. Spurs, uh, they had really problems. But you have to score a goal. And the meaning of the first goal is so important. And yeah, so we didn't. And then uh, I think already it started just before half time. Yeah, we collect three unnecessary bookings. Um, then we switched off. We are already conceded a big chance. And in the second half, uh, we said in halftime, keep focus, keep on the job to do, and keep on the front foot, keep proactive. And that's just what we didn't do. And then we conceded the goal, but we could bounce back immediately. A big chance from Anthony. And also after that, we didn't collapse, but yeah. Of course, the meaning of the first goal, hey, you encourage the opponent, and that is uh, that is what we saw. Um, so, 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 just one more. So, you started with the same team as against Wolves. Was there any temptation to change it, bring Jaden in, perhaps, or, or make other changes? Oh, could could be, but I think this team um, had um, an, uh, yeah not a good performance on Monday, but one, and they. Um, they deserved it and to get the trust. And you have seen today, uh, they, the performances first half very good. But uh, they have to understand and you have to score a goal. 
And because the meaning of the first goal there, our players have to take responsibility. It's about uh, focus and passion and desire in such moment to keep to keep the overview and score the goal. Samuel. Where you struggled for goals in the first two games, that when Rasmus Wayne comes into the team, there'll be too much pressure on him. You said he's trying to strike at the where goals are hard to come by at the moment. People can expect things to come in and be the solution. Uh, yeah. It's about uh, belief, and we believe that these players, uh, because they did it last year as well, uh, they can score goals. Uh, but it's uh, also obvious and why uh, we signed the striker and uh, if everything goes well uh, Martial is on the way back Holland is also he's coming so uh, we have more players uh, capable to score a goal but, but also the players we have now on the pitch uh, they can score goals Two goalkeepers on the bench. No, no Van der Beek, no Brandon Williams. Is there an issue there, Van? No, no. But it's about um, uh, yesterday in the final training, uh, Aids uh, fell out with a small issue, and um, so after first of September, everything can change. But uh, we need players who are totally uh, with their heads in um, in our team, and. Um, and uh, I wouldn't say the players you just mentioned they are not huh? but yeah, it's, it's also obvious uh, that they have in this moment they are looking uh, for something else but when they are here uh, they always do their best and they do every training uh, Brandon and Donny so I'm pleased with their performance and uh, also pleased with their performance I think in the pre-season uh, especially um, uh, not only especially but Donny, Brandon and also something, uh, some more they did very good pre-season uh, Sam Obviously being a United player brings a lot of pressure and it just felt after the first goal went in that they, they didn't respond I mean is that something you, you would agree with? Yeah, but pressure is what we have to deal with, and yeah, it's about yeah, keeping keeping the belief, and uh, yeah, I, I think always you find arguments uh, to uh, give an explanation for performance, but um, I don't see that that in that way. Uh, I think the team stick together, and uh, they they didn't collapse; they keep fighting. We create chances, so I refer to that big chance from Anthony, but we had some really good attacks more, and um, yeah, so the keeper also had some good saves from from them, so I don't see that in that way. You seem to think that the main problem was not scoring the goal, but there were times in the second half where the midfield was very much second best to Tottenham's. Are there worries about that? No, no, and also that I don't see that in that way. I know how we have to um, to reply on counterattacks, and of course you take more risk once you have to score a goal, and then opponents say they can drop deep and 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 come quickly out. But um, yeah, we have some rules and. I think uh, we are quite comfortable for the whole game uh, in that um, in that part. I think when you see 
when you oversee everything, I think we created more chances and many more chances as Spurs did. Okay, thank you very much. So I was almost in agreement with everything he said, other than the answer to the midfield question. Obviously, he needs to protect his players, protect his midfield. He doesn't want to go there and throw them under a bus. But he should have accepted some level of criticism there. Should have addressed that, yes, we were second best, at least at times, in the midfield. I thought it was a horrible performance by all three of the midfield players, along with uh, Martinez and Garnacho. Garnacho escaped criticism earlier, but he's had two poor performances so far as well. When over half the team are playing badly, which they have done so far, I think Wan-Bissaka, Rafa Varane, Luke Shaw, Unana, who's looked decent, they all escape that criticism. I don't think they have made bad starts to the season and to a less extent, Anthony. But all of the rest, they have so far yet to deliver any performance that I would grade over 6 out of 10. When that happens consistently across the board, then United do have a problem. Perhaps it's the fitness. Perhaps for some reason, again, we aren't ready for the season. Perhaps he needs to do what he did with them last season, which is get them in, running, punish them for their performances like he punished them after the Brentford game and got them well ready for the Liverpool game. Obviously, Nottingham Forest isn't Liverpool. So I expect Manchester United to win this regardless, unlike last season where I expected us to start with three losses. Everybody had us losing to Liverpool. On this podcast, we we didn't. I think we took a play looking at the goals in that game. I think over two and a half goals cashed. But even I wasn't confident in Man United because I'm not a homer. I'm not a homer person when it comes to sports betting. I'm not somebody who will blindly back my team. But I will back, I will defend, sorry, some of the criticism. I will back them and defend some of the criticism this week where people are throwing this manager under the bus after a almost miraculous improvement last season, especially when you consider he lost the first two games. Uh, I just didn't agree with the midfield comment there. Before we have a look ahead, though, to the Nottingham Forest game, let me tell you guys about DraftKings. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 on any college football bet. This is only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R. Also, let me tell you guys about the SGP Patreon. Make sure you check out our Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first prize. The guys just also recorded their first sports gambling podcast, Stories Podcast, just for patrons chronicling the birth of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Perhaps there'll be a story there at some point uh, about where I came in. Because I didn't come in first, but I was the third person here. So it's Ryan, Sean, then me, and then it was Rich from MMA Comics. So yeah, perhaps I'll be popping up there on the Patreon at some point. Um, There's also a Discord channel for Patreons. The Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out their picks for free. The Patreon is a great way, though, to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. To sign up, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. 
So let's look ahead to the game against Nottingham Forest. This should be a very winnable game for United, especially when you consider two factors. Our home record last season, their away record last season. That almost makes United an automatic on any coupon this season. United are the 1-3, minus 300 favourites to win it. It's 19-4 to on the draw and it's 9-1 to here on Nottingham Forest. I think Manchester United with the under four and a half goals was a very, very safe selection last season. That also gets you paid out if there's a Nottingham Forest contribution, providing Manchester United don't score four goals. And we looked at Manchester United results last season. As strong as they were at home, they did only manage to score four goals on three occasions throughout the whole season. So it's not very likely we'll ship four. And if we do ship four, Hopefully, we'll do it with a clean sheet. But clean sheets, looking at the way Manchester United have played so far. Yes, we kept one against Wolves, but we did give up a load of chances. So clean sheets isn't something that you may want to confidently back at the moment. So another way you may want to go here would be to take Manchester United with over one and a half goals tacked on. That forces us to score two goals to cash this selection. This is simply because... I'm very, very concerned that Nottingham Forest could contribute towards the scoring tomorrow, which means Man United will be forced to score two goals. And I have to admit, United have looked torrid at the back in the opening two games, but I still would like to think we do carry a threat going forward and we can convert some of those chances, some of those many chances that we created against Tottenham. United have failed to score in two league home games only since January 2022. So that's coming up to nearly two years this January. We've only failed to score in two home games. So we will score here. On Nottingham Forest, they've seen both teams score in eight of their last nine Premier League matches. United come into this one on a seven-game winning streak in the league at Old Trafford. And we've scored exactly two goals in three of those games. Nottingham Forest, they come into this one having taken only two points from their last 10 top flight away games. And they've actually conceded exactly twice in six of these matches and they've lost 2-1 three times. So uh, a 2-1 scoreline specifically for this game is available at the price of 10-1. I can see some value in that one. In fact, I could even see Nottingham Forest scoring first against the runner play and the knives really being out for Man United and us having to make a comeback to win this game. Something we did last season against both Manchester City and Barcelona. Obviously, we're talking about a lot lesser calibre of opponent here when you're talking about Nottingham Forest. So I expect Manchester United to win and I'm comfortable with any tackle, whether it be over one and a half goals tacked on, which is quite a juice selection at eight to 13, or whether you go for the under four and a half goals tacked on, which gives you a better price of eight to 11 here for this one. That's it for me and this edition of Better MFC. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.